0: Life in Colour is a brand new show that will discuss current affairs from a different perspective that you probably don't hear about often enough. Mm -hmm. Our show will be amplifying the voices of minorities around the world in a global conversation about the most important issues that face us today. We'll be chatting about ideas of racism, sexism, imperialism, nationalism, white privilege, all in the context of current affairs in Australia and beyond.
1: Um, So, because it's Mother's Day um, tomorrow, we're going to talk about intergenerational
2: conflict. Oh, what's that? Um,
1: So, yeah, intergenerational conflict sounds like a really kind of scary word, but really it's just like the conflict between, um, I guess, first generation migrants who come to Australia and their children who either come to Australia at a very young age or are born up in a different country. Yeah. And so, therefore... Um, they're kind of in between two different cultures, their parents' world and their new world. So for a lot of us, that's like between our parents' culture and the Australian kind of more Western culture.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, intergenerational conflict, I think, is common for a lot of um, families. Usually we see conflicts between parents who um, are from overseas and have migrated here for various reasons. Um, and then they have kids who are born in Australia and obviously there's um, um, differences in culture. So for instance, there's, um, there's a lot of... Talk that goes around um, unacceptable careers versus acceptable careers yeah. for, for, for a kid growing up. Uh, perhaps you know a kid wants to become an artist, <laughs> or um, you know something that's that's uh, that can be seen as you know yeah. not making much money. But um, for for instance, like with a lot of Asian parents I know. Um, the only acceptable careers are like mainly three. So you can either be a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Those I, are don't. your three routes. And um, a lot of kids grow up with you know conflict about you know what they're going to do with their lives. It's such a huge, um, yep. it's such a huge That's part of their life. You know, figuring out what they want to do in the future. And a lot of them um, either you know go go along with whatever they want to do, or they might feel the pressure to become. Uh, one of those three, like literally just one of those three. Um, And that often happens. And I I have a few friends who, you know, they they did, um, you know, a degree in medicine or a degree in law. They're like, I hated it. And I'm like, you know, why did you do it then? (laughs) And they're like, because I thought that's what you had to to do. do, Um, Mm -hmm. They didn't really feel any way out of that. So I think that's a really interesting thing to to, to, (laughs) to have to go through. Yeah. And
1: it's tricky because often migrants... Um, who do come to another country do so because they come from a, like a really strenuous situation. Like my parents were brought up quite poor. Some people flee from even more extreme situations mm-hmm. where they're fleeing from war torn areas. Yeah. So when they move to a new area, they obviously want the best for the yeah. child, the best the for the best. Death, definitely, and for their best as being a doctor yeah. or a lawyer. But obviously for this, for the kid growing up in the country, it's different. It's different. They, there's like a different kind of ethos. It's like what makes you happy might be being a musician Mm. and not being an accountant. And it's like, how do you explain that to someone who's like left an entire different country? So their parents. (laughs) And I
0: think, I think kids um, have a sense of privilege if they yeah. were brought up here yeah. they obviously don't know how it feels, feels to, not money, money. Yeah. to not have money um, to not have a good lifestyle true. so yeah. they're thinking you know what's the big deal if i if i want to become a musician Mission. maybe i won't make as much money but i'll still be happy but then the parents might feel like no that's not what happiness is mm-hmm. like you yeah. do need to have you need to appreciate sure. the fact but. that you need to be able to make money for you to be happy and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> a cycle of yeah. misunderstanding and yeah. then
1: your friends are like i don't understand what's the problem why are your parents so strict and you're like oh <laughs> Yeah, you it, don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you it's, don't know the uh, It's
2: also the start of having a miscommunication. Yeah, like uh, you don't know where your parents are coming from. Like, uh, mom, why you're saying this? Dad, why you're saying this? But mm. you know, it just boils down to the main reason that um they came here to Australia. To have one purpose, and that was to have, uh, hopeful, hopefully, to have a better life than from what they were having in their um, ethnic countries. So mm. when they arrive here, it's original that it's natural that they want the best for yeah, their kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they want the best. It for all it. comes from good intentions. Yeah, yeah. it all comes <laughs> from good intentions. But we as kids do uh, misunderstand those things. yeah, yeah definitely.
1: But it's also hard to express to your parents sometimes that you that that might not make you happy, and there's different ways of being happy that they might have not conceived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And trying to, um, like, I study um political philosophy. And they don't even they're not even sure what that is. That's just like, <laughs> can you get a job out of it? That's just the like main question sure, like what job can you get out of it? Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Or like are you going to become a politician? Yeah. Or? I was like, yeah. no, I hate
2: <laughs> well maybe um it's fueled just by, you know, fear and yeah. much concern. Sad. Yeah. On, yeah. Yeah, because you're a parent and you don't want your child to grow up, you know, not having a decent job. Yeah. Because if you're child doesn't have a decent job it's not just um his or her problem it's your problem as well.
0: yeah true it's just so interesting because you never hear people having conversations about this but it affects so many of us especially people of color Um, and people are already texting in um telling us their experiences so one person has texted in saying that it's not just asian parents who have you know the three the three careers that you can (laughs) that are only acceptable to their parents um it also goes for like african parents um I think um, she was saying that a lot of like her own experience is that with African parents, the only acceptable careers are those three, so engineer, lawyer, or doctor. doctor. So it's yeah. not just Asian parents, it's, I think, um, <laughs> parents of <Parents> colour, <laughs> <color. laughs> immigrant like, parents in general. Yeah. And I
2: have this experience when I was asked um, with my dad if what um, course would I like to study if yeah. I go to mm. college. And I told him that I would like to go uh in the arts industry mm. because I'm very interested with that or in the T V industry. Yeah. And he said, um are there are is there any jobs in that <laughs> industry? I was like, um, it's existing, so it's maybe a- there are um jobs there. So there is that thinking that, you know, when you fall into this arts yeah. Um, yeah. sub branch. You're like a, like a a hippie. <laughs> I don't know why. Honest. But also
1: where I read it, but someone made the point that Zayn Malik was supposed to be a role model for a lot of um Asians in England because he's one of the prominent kind of like singers over there and it just like provided another script for those young Asians growing up that you can be you can pursue something can else make it. <laughs> yeah so like I guess relating to one of our first episodes where there's like because things like music media so dominated by white people yeah. it's kind of easy to see like well there aren't any like colored actors there aren't any colored mm, artists mm. so you know the only things that like you do is, like, you be a doctor, you be a yeah. accountant. Yeah. They're the only kind of avenues that are given because that's yeah. all we see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think some kids could really um, do with examples. Like, if yeah. they can say, oh, look at Zayn Malik like, or yeah. look at um, so-and-so, so, if they can make it, so okay. can I. But because, yeah, it's like a cycle. If yeah. you don't see them in media, media. and television, then you're not going to go for it. And it, just, it seems like just less and less um, viable cool. as, as a career.
1: So to lighten the mood up... Um, Maybe list a few things. Make it
2: lighter. Lighter, light, yeah. <laughs> what
1: are some of the typical things that, like, coloured moms, especially mums since it's Mother's Day, um, say? Um, so here's some examples. Like, they always tell you that you've got to get married, you need to find a boyfriend, but you can't talk to boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you want me to do, do then, Mother? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. well that's like that's another topic about you know acceptable
2: relationships versus yep. unacceptable relationships. And um the expiry dates. Oh when yeah. This I don't know if it exists in other cultures. Definitely but in, it does. In colored culture there is um this expiration date where they say that uh when you're 25 mm. you're supposed to get married. Yeah. I don't know. I
0: didn't know I had a
2: barcode on
0: you. <laughs> I can't... I haven't found it yet.
1: That's a used expiry by. date. Yeah. Use
2: by. <laughs> use by
0: date. What my mum says is that we got to get
1: on quickly because all the good guys will get taken. Like, we're all, like, fighting for the the few good
2: guys. Like, they told you to, like, run for... Like, look for them. Yeah. But, you know, they know deep within, deep within themselves that it's not easy to look for a partner that you will yeah. spend your whole life with. I think it's
0: just that, yeah, they, they're so stressed about wanting... To, for you to have this perfect life. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've, we've, we've brought you to this country. We've sacrificed a lot. You better damn well have a perfect yeah. career with a perfect husband um, with your white picket fence and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's just really interesting because, you know, kids growing up here, they're just like, oh, you know, why can't I just. You know, have a relationship with that person or yep. this person, and yeah. your and your parents just don't understand how you could possibly want that yeah. for yourself. Um, and it's just it's just very interesting to see the confusions there.
2: Yeah, it's very um, it's also challenging to them when you uh start to date a person not of your race. Yeah,
0: yeah. and
2: I haven't experienced that yet, mm. but it's very challenging for them. It's because you know. It's out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's different cultures. Mm. And for them, it's something that you have to consider as well. Mm. And in the Filipino culture, I don't know why we have that um, submissive um, thinking Mm. because. we have been freed from the Spanish and Americans for a long time, but I think the thinking is still there. <laughs> you know, like, when you date someone who is white or mm-hmm. not of your color, they yeah. perceive you as someone who is doing good in life. Oh. But it's just, it's just like another, some kind of relationship. Like
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of um, people who are born here, um, you know, people growing up, the um, young people. So... Obviously when you're born in a country like this which is quite diverse and multicultural mm-hmm. the i the the fact that someone is of a different color to you it it's kind of it's not a big deal like yep. you don't see you don't like someone because they're a certain color or they're not a certain color yeah. you just like them maybe for the personality you yeah. have similar interests True. you just get along yeah. um and color is not it's An not issue. even a thing you yes. don't essentialize it whereas your parents might just be like you know they they see that person let's say you're your um an Asian girl dating yeah. uh, an African
3: yeah. man,
0: they'll be like, oh, you're, you know, you're dating oh my someone goodness. who's black, you know. But for you, maybe you're just like, no, he's yeah. just a guy that I like. Yeah, it's <laughs> a guy that I like.
2: Just a guy that I like, yeah.
1: My mom's very conflicted. She always tells me that I shouldn't, should only date people from our culture because no one else would understand, but then always insults like chinese men <laughs> and i'm like well, what do you want me to do and i have an aspiring day it's just like
2: so yeah, yeah. So there's many so things. many things to think of yeah yeah like mom stop yeah. just stop mom
1: and also they have to be a doctor or a lawyer yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: and i think it's not only um what they want for you as their yeah um as a child it's also um what possibly want. the community um, expectations yep. or the pressures of knowing that you know people are going to be talking about the image, your, your daughter or your son. Yeah, yeah, the image that you that you portray. So yeah. when you come to community events and like you know with with a boyfriend yeah. of a different ethnicity <laughs> or um, you you end up marrying someone who's you know not a doctor, lawyer, or an engineer, yeah. then I think possibly parents have this stress of you know other you know their friends and other parents talking about their kids and oh why are they doing this and that shouldn't be happening so there's also that pressure within the community to act a certain way
1: I mean it might be same with a lot of color communities but there's such gossips and every time my mom yeah. goes yeah, off and visits her friends yeah then she comes back and has a huge <laughs> all, speech yep, yep, and you know gossip. that she just went to visit her friend <laughs> and then they all started to be like my daughter's doing this like yep. why aren't you doing So-and-so's this, doing this. <laughs> like, yeah it's like
2: a competition. competition yeah 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 and when they do it like when you were uh it's like a family gathering and they um they talk about you to your aunties and uncles and their friends and then they're telling that oh my daughter is so uh she's so good she's doing good at school blah 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 but when you and your mom are all alone yeah <laughs> just, yeah she's gonna like why are you like this you're so uh messy blah 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 things like that like yeah mom you can't make up your mind yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i
0: i really wonder like if if uh if those children growing up and let's say they they kind of internalize what their parents want for them so let's say they do um marry someone of their culture um do they end up having you know problems in their relationship because mm-hmm. because of the intention to behind understand. marriage mm-hmm. is it is it was it because of you know s- community or societal pressures or is it because they actually genuinely liked that person? It does happen like I I hear stories and someone um, else has texted in saying that um, you know there is that pressure to find like that exact right person Person. that your parents are, um, are you know happy with but you know you end up having to live with that person First for the firm rest firm of your, of your life. life and then let's say you get a divorce yeah. divorce is also unacceptable so yeah, it's, no yeah yeah <laughs> so so no, definitely no. don't do that kind yeah. of thing so um it's, a tricky situation. It's, it's really yeah it's a really tricky yeah. situ- situation that um that you may be in or you you yeah. might know someone who is who is in that situation right now and no one no one's talking Something about bad. it because yeah. i think a lot of yeah mainstream media they're obviously not in tune yeah. you know with these cultural um, i just attitudes
2: observed and, that um, that divorce thing um it's just like a white person thing in the society yeah i mean i i sort of disagree i think that
0: divorce is still taboo like in mm-hmm. general society yeah. especially for women to to, to be divorced, not so much uh, for yeah. men, but True, for, yeah. for, for a woman to be divorced, <laughs> course, yeah. um, it it there's a huge taboo against her, di- um, regardless of color. But yeah, I do I do accept that um, within Western societies, it is easier to get a divorce. It's becoming yeah. a lot less um, stigmatized, um, but not so much with um, you know ethnic communities. Yep. So yeah, yeah. so we've so far mostly talked about conflict
1: between intergenerate between us and our parents what about with maybe our friends and our peers especially people from other cultures like an example is that um, I visit my parents quite often on the weekend and that's often when you know other people go out go to parties Yeah. Um, and people are like oh why do you visit your friends family all the time it's kind of hard to explain that kind of family <laughs> okay obligation.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah so people from a different ethnicity or culture, culture not understanding standing, why yeah, you live a certain way, way yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's basically my life <laughs> 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 basically our lives yeah Narrow a bit. yeah going into high like especially in high school obviously yeah. you know there's always parties to go to and, yeah. and stuff like that they're like so why can't you go to my party again like it, they they, ta- they yeah. can take it quite yeah so it's it's like, sleepovers like, did anyone oh, be no, to no, go no, to no, sleepovers i, I don't think i've Ever be. I think I went on one sleepover and it was like a major deal for my parents. They're like, did you bring your pillow? You know, did you bring your toothbrush? Are you sure you know what you're doing? It's like, I'm not going to the moon. <laughs> I'm just going to my friend's place. But it's a huge deal yeah, for a lot of colored parents.
2: What's funny is that when you're asking permission <laughs> uh, for a sleepover, they should know what the job of the your, fr- uh, your parents Oh, yeah, they need to know the
0: background. <laughs> yeah, the they background, need to take like, where a police do they live? check <laughs> uh, <laughs> of the place that you're going to.
2: Um, last week, there was this Iranian man, Omid Masumali. He's 21 years old, and he died later from setting himself on fire. While days later, there was this 21-year-old Somal- Somalian woman who also did the same. This news was released by um, SBS and um, the detention area where this happened was in Manu Island. And um, it's very concerning because uh, there is a growing number of asylum seekers Mm. staying in that area Mm. but not having been granted of um, refugee status. Australia has a detention facilities all throughout Australia, and these uh, facilities are supposed to detain people who have either overstayed their visa, either who have breached their visa conditions, had their visa canceled or refused, and these also includes people Claiming uh, asylum without passports, identity papers, or valid entry visas. And in shorter terms and more popular terms, these are the people who arrived in Australia by boats. So it's very alarming because why would someone set themselves on fire?
1: Well, I guess a lot of these people are fleeing war-torn, you know, countries and come to Australia to seek refuge, to seek a better life, and they've just put into um, these detention centres where they live in horrendous conditions, which actually recently the Papua New Guinea Supreme Court has ruled out uh, Manus Island Detention Centre as illegal, and it breaks a lot of, like, UN refugee conventional laws. It's pretty kind of this huge sort of human right violations,
2: that's... Uh, yeah, that's very true and um, it's. I agree with what you said because it's because of the situation they fled to mm-hmm. and the situation that they have in the detaining facilities, it's really not looking good it's because true, yeah. there is a controversy. Uh, that there are numbers of riots inside those facilities, mm-hmm. human rights abuses, sexual assaults, mm-hmm. and um, people are crunched into one room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine, like, um, like 112 men in one room? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's a possible... Um, uh, there's a possible... spread of rampant diseases and things like that, and these people, they uh, they come here with large amount. And the government is not providing them the right security, no. yeah. legal advice, and medical attention. You know, the basic things. But yeah, what
0: I wanted to say about the refugee crisis is that it's not just um, an issue with Australia and Manus Island. It's, it's worldwide. If you look at mm-hmm. the crisis um, in the Middle East, if you look at Syria in particular, um, if you look at pictures of Syria now, it's, it's basically a ghost town. Everyone yep. has fled. Um, there's, you know... The, the violence is on a massive scale mm-hmm. towards towards the citizens from the government. Um, so there is a huge refugee crisis of people trying to flee prosecution, um, going into different countries, um, a lot of them going into Europe. I think yes. Australia is going to accept um, a number of Syrian refugees as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just really crazy, the world that we live in right now, because we, we're so insulated. Here in Melbourne, You know, we all live uh, comparatively good lives, um, whereas... You know not not too far away somewhere in the world, a, a young woman, our age, has just set herself on fire yeah um and you just you really wonder like you know what what brings someone to do that and that that is only that can only be coming from a sense of desperation um Definitely. and a sense of um helplessness, you know what can I do yep. and and what have we done since then? basically nothing yeah um you know they, she was taken to um to get treated, I think in Brisbane, Brisbane, yeah, Brisbane and then Hospital she was she was, literally just treated, and they put her straight
2: back into yeah, the detention center. There were some um, rumors regarding that that some people thought that uh, these people are doing this stuff mm. just to get attention yeah. and to um, just for them to have that excuse to be um, to enter Australia, which is very bad to think of. It's such of. a sickening attitude and I, know. I,
0: I think it goes back to to a lot of the attitudes that we still have of reg- uh, refugees and asylum seekers, and I I'd just like to say, like you were saying with your definitions, asylum seekers are no different to refugees; they just haven't had oh, the no, application no. for refugee status processed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we 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 tend to um, have these attitudes to, uh, of seeing refugees as um, not even human, like like yeah. rats who are who are just um, you know being opportunistic and just scurrying everywhere around yeah. the world wherever they can find opportunity, and it's really the opposite. You know, these people. You only leave your home if if it's not safe. You yeah. know you don't you don't you don't put yourself in these situations unless um, being in your homeland is yeah. is less safe. Um, and the way the way we dehumanize refugees is just it's so sad, and it really affects but, yeah. their their future. So we really need to change, change. these attitudes. I, mean, I think
1: if someone came and knocking on your door, mm. and they just like left their country their home because they felt unsafe because someone maybe I don't know like someone can't but yeah if someone just like unsafe left their home came to your home Mm. was like seeking water seeking a safe place you would welcome them in Mm. that would be the obvious thing to do but like you wouldn't then take them into a prison and and then torture them which effectively is what's happening and and you even have government policies where health officials can't rapport on Who, who have an obligation, like, within society mm. in order to, like, uphill, you know, certain standards in health. But these people, you know, within, within refugees, they're like the exception, like, they don't yeah. count. Their yeah. health doesn't matter. Their well-being doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's like, what what kind of rationale has allowed us to, to accept these Except. kind of policies within yeah. government? I think there's, like, a different sort of racial
2: aspect of that. Yeah, there. definitely. Maybe, and it's also maybe because of wealth, Mm. Because some people here, like in my case, I am a permanent resident here. I am a migrant. And the reason why I can live here is because my dad paid real hard cash (laughs) just for us to have that paper, that legalization that, yeah, we can live here in Australia. But, you know, how about those people who doesn't have any cash, but they really need help? Yeah, I I think it goes back to even more
0: abstract terms of uh, nationalism how, yeah. how how governments create nationalism to make people feel that they they have a sense of belonging to a certain country yeah. and that also means that it's at the expense of the exclusion of so other possible. people mm. so um if you look in europe there's a lot of um far-right nationalist mm. um political parties makes- propping up and they're gaining a lot of popularity because um they're using the fear of migrants uh, and refugees uh, coming into their country as a way of saying okay um you know, there's, this is the problem of Europe, you know, the refugee crisis is the problem, Problem. not our economy that we've, they've been scapegoats, used as scapegoats, used as scapegoats, you know, politically opportunistic, basically. And the same is happening in Australia. I believe, you know, we have a very um, protectionist attitude, you know, we've got to keep our border safe. Yeah. Um, If you look at, you know, border protection, it's like one of the most (laughs) popular shows in Australia. And it's basically about, (laughs) about, you know, a big boat that goes around Australia looking for, um, illegal. but people love that. People love that show. And they love and the I, thrill. It, it, they yeah. love it because it, it plays into their anxieties I about um, people coming into our country, country. illegally. But um, hey, yeah. first um, yeah. colonisers, first settlers of Australia, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> how do you like that hypocrisy?
1: And a lot of the rhetorics with, you know, migrants, refugees, is that they're taking our jobs. I, they're taking up space on public I, transport. I <laughs> I but... And I think it with the whole political opportunistic thing is like mm. there is an issue with the economy in Australia with unemployment, with casualisation. Yeah. But the issue is with corporations yeah. who are making millions of dollars and getting tax breaks. Yeah. And so instead of them being criticised, mm. the highlight is on these refugees. Yeah, And, like, the amount of boat people who seek asylum is so insignificant. So exi- yeah. It, yeah. it would make absolutely no – it's, like, such a small amount. Like, it yeah. costs more money to put them in the detention centre than if you it's just costing gave them – the government and well, our yeah, taxes. Yeah. It's, it's costing mo- a
0: lot of money. That's You make a really interesting point, Leanne, about um, how we're so scared of, you know – people coming I mean, in and out, true. but we're, 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 we're okay with, you know, money, money. like our taxes going into um, coffers, you know, yeah. in, in banks in Sweden, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like rich people, people. putting their um, yeah. commodities and, um, and taxes and wealth Over. that is supposed to be for the, you know, uh, Australian Food. people to, to be put into services, services that can easily be transferred to countries. And mm. at the same time, there are people you know, moving from country to country and we're like, No, that's not okay. That's not okay. But it's okay for our money, you know, to, to go to, to, to yeah, places that where to that will hotel. just that will just, you know, um, benefit the the rich yep. in society even more. I know. Like- How screwed up is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying like it's escape, it's like a distraction. Mm. So it's like a way to distract a lot of white working class people. It's an yeah. easy kind of
2: populist move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They divert the real problem. problem. Yeah. yeah. Problems like domestic violence. violence. You know, the
0: people that we should be really afraid of are the people in our own homes. Right. You know, yeah. True. The, the fact that the, there's a lot of um, men who, who are sexually or domestically abusing their wives. Yeah. These people look and talk like us, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not that scary brown person (laughs) on a boat, you know, they're the, it's, it's the white man who, who's in your house, you know, it's, it's those intimate relationships. It's, it's really interesting how, um, how people don't talk about this. And that's why we keep talking about it because who else is going to talk (laughs) about it? Because we, as people of color, um, understand how racialized these arguments Um, about refugees and how ridiculous they are.
2: Yeah. And, um, it's, it's a bullcrap to think that we are uh, or this people are think uh, taking away things from you. Mm. No, they've been stripped off. Yeah, and they just need help.
0: And ironically, it, they've been stripped off usually um, by white and Western powers. You know, people coming in and invading <laughs> other people's lands and taking their resources. Those people obviously want to have to leave the country for a better life, and then they're told, "No, you can't." Like privileges only for certain people. people definitely not you so
2: yeah that was really hardcore yeah.
0: hardcore i know we need <laughs> to have these conversations so. though yeah yeah
1: what they say is, if we don't want any more refugees we should stop like invading other people's countries stop contributing yeah. to climate change because climate refugees is going to become a significant yeah. issue in the future a Huge. Oh you know yeah.
0: what uh water crisis, crisis yeah. in um india yeah, for instance provinces. and pakistan
1: yeah so anyway, we have a clip. Um Nicole, do you want to tell us a bit about this clip that we're Okay.
2: Play? This clip is about um it's a slam poetry by <laughs> Abe Nook and Abe Nook is a uh, refugee. He's from Sudan mm-hmm. and he is the founder of Creative Rebellion Youth that uh, it's based in Collingwood and it's a you know a space for uh, young people who are um Refugees as well, where they can express themselves in art. Yeah, that's really important. Things like that. And he have this um, piece, and it's very powerful. It's very personal to him, but yeah. I'll play it now.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Dear Dad, nine years of illiteracy, and now I can finally write to you. There is so much to say, and it's a cliche, but would you believe it? I'm on a stage right now. Others would not understand the depth of how much of an accomplishment this is. Nine years ago, when we first arrived in Australia, I could only say yes and no, and I even got the two mixed up most of the time. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not a poet yet, and I don't think I will be any soon. From the public spectrum, it's worrying how I embody emotions with my writings, and even when I don't mean it, people feel it. Maybe I need to lighten up, say a few jokes and keep the crowd entertained. What good will that do? Making people feel good only to realize I didn't tell the truth about who I am and where I'm from. It's hard to explain that nine years ago, we would have been on a boat heading anywhere where there is freedom. And guess what? Dad, a year after you died, we were granted the refugee status, so we flew here. Can you believe it? I can't because I'm waking up every morning thinking that could have been us on those sinking boats. And even after reaching the shores, they would have made sure we were treated no different from everybody else. It's silly how they want those arriving by boats to validate that they're refugees. As if getting on a boat some half a continent away is for a holiday. They don't want to understand. They fail to see the desperation. This is not a play. This is life. And some of us just want to leave. Dad. I set an example for myself and I will always follow that if I ever lose sight of what really matters then I don't deserve the freedom, let alone the speech. Keep on reminding them that I am not a refugee but a lucky bastard who's young and free. And if I ever lose sight of what really matters then my ungratefulness is felt and that's the great injustice.
0: Yeah, it's big sister talk time, guys. So um, this is the time (laughs) where we can get down to... down and calm I was going to say something else I'm not going to go there Um, (laughs) we're going to talk about our experiences of being the in-betweeners so when we say the in-betweeners we're talking about the effect between um, migrant parents and first generation kids who were born in Australia um, and just in general how how things can play out in your life um, and how rarely people talk about it but this Mm -hmm. is such a huge experience but you don't see it um, being played out like in TV or or movies so um, let's talk about it now. So there was this really interesting um, BuzzFeed article that was quite funny. Um, it's called, you know, Struggles That Only First-Gen Kids Really Know. So I'm going to go through some <laughs> of them and just let me know if they're familiar to you, if you've okay, got like a yeah, okay. personal anecdote. Yeah. And um, for those listening, if you if those sound familiar to you um, or, you know, they're, they're very accurate to your own experiences. So I'm going to start off. So one of them is... Seeing your friends be rude to their parents while meanwhile knowing your own parents would kill you if you
2: tried any of that. <laughs> can Very anyone true. relate to that? Definitely. Yeah. And there's the thing you can't where, talk back. <laughs> you <know>, you can <laughs> talk back. And if you're lucky, uh, if you're unlucky, uh, some of the parents would even just spank you right away. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Don't, yeah, like, know not, your place. <laughs> it's not even
1: insulting, It's like I'm just trying to have a reasoned argument, and it's like yeah. no, that's talking bad It's like no, I'm having trying to have like a yeah, discussion yeah, with having, you. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm not even being
0: insulting. Yeah. Like, uh, and, or then, rude. and then you see other kids doing yeah. it to their parents, and you're like, oh <gasps> my god, how do you put up? How, how do you, get how away did the- you do that? <laughs> That's not that's that wow. Okay. What and kind of and yeah, and another one is um being told to study really hard and not be like your other friends. <laughs> it's like your does that mean? You never study
1: as hard as your friends but also you gotta be better than it's like
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or the right friends. Yeah. Um another one is um being told that you're too Australian or too American or too Western when you've done yeah. something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, these are funny. um <laughs> Introducing your friends to cuisine that they may not be ready for,
1: <laughs> anything <they> spicy.
2: <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, I can't do spices." No, yeah, do yeah and they would even ask, "Like, what's in it?" Yeah, and, and Ooh, I would answer, that looks "A bit exotic." And I answer, um, nothing, anything weird. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're boiling their eyes out. It's too, too hot. Um enduring some classic lost in translation moments between you and your parents. So they might be talking in their language and just expecting you to understand these very um, local terms from their own, That's you know, true. back home, huh? and you're just like,
1: what? <laughs> or like, do you ever mix English between your culture language, and you kind of create this weird hybrid? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've,
0: I've got this in, Indo English
1: yeah.
2: hybrid thing that I, I do at Filipino home. English, you know, you you um, it's a combination of English and some filipino words and yeah. more in- something like that
0: and and usually it's when you need to um show your frustration or sweat and up, like the the more frustrated and angu- angrier you get you start talking in that that foreign I'm language like... hoping that no one would understand and then you go back to your civilized white language <laughs> um another one is being asked by your friends to say words in your language
2: yeah gosh like how can you say thank you in filipino i was like Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Oh, so how you say it? fuck off?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want from me?
0: They always want to know the swear words too. I know. Yeah. I know. Please don't reduce people's languages to swear words. It's not cool. <laughs> um and then sometimes they get disappointed when you don't know that many native words or foreign words from your country. country. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. They're like, "Can you understand?" This?
0: I'm like, "No. <laughs> I-, I thought you were Asian <laughs> or" I thought you were African, then why can't you speak, you know, that language?
1: Because Asian and African are languages. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. Very, very simplistic. Um, Being shamed by your family for not knowing your native tongue well enough. So not only are your friends um, unimpressed that you're not, you know, different enough and ethnic enough, um, Mm -hmm. your parents are also disappointed with you for for different reasons. (laughs) So much disappointment. (laughs) so so much disappointment (laughs) (laughs) oh this this one i really like that constant struggle of being practically force-fed at the dinner table followed by being told that you've gained weight and that you're fat oh (laughs) i definitely understand oh my goodness yeah Yeah, it happens eat
2: more eat more than when you eat more you're You're so fat. fat yeah well it's like what do you expect
1: and the food they cook—I don't know about you—but the food that my parents cook are really oily. Yeah. And then the—and then they always sort of harp you on your about your weight. And it's like they make me. A, anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is yeah more with your friends. So having to answer, where are you really me from? from. <laughs> like, where are you from? From where are I you? Really,
2: really, really from. Yeah. What,
0: what do you guys usually say to that? Sometimes. Sometimes I'm like.
1: Try to be funny and be like, born in Dandenong Hospital? <laughs> you, is that yeah, you I are? say like, uh, up on where, Bell Street, Street yeah, Preston. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, do you mean where my parents are from? I was born here. Yeah. You, uh,
2: and they always want another answer. Like when you say, I was born here. They were like, no, where are you really, really, really fr- from?
0: from? Yeah. Maybe you should be like, where are you really, really from? Mm, mm, and they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, they don't get the question. They yeah. don't understand that question when you give it to yeah, them. it's yeah.
1: like, you're not Indigenous, so, like, where are you?
0: Yeah, where, no, where are you really, really from? Like, I really... I find your facial features really interesting. I've never really seen that before. Yeah, it's so like Thomas, like where is that name from? Like, like what are the origins? Does it have like a really cool meaning?
2: Yeah, it's like with my name. You know, it's like yeah. what your what is your name? Yeah, my name is Nicole. Oh yes, yeah, so that's your English name. I said, no, it's my name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're hiding something. Come on, Nicole, what's your real name?
2: Come
0: on, Shakira. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, being enormously passive aggressively guilt tripped if you don't call your grandparents regularly <laughs> or talk to your relatives. Oh versus. yeah, that's
2: true. I don't want that either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is um, that that I see happening in my household is like having really random like conversations at midnight or like. You know, obviously calling people overseas, but like at really odd times, time. obviously because of the different time zones. Yeah. So mm-hmm. usually, like you have to d- you have to make the phone call after ten p.m. Otherwise, it's not yeah. going to happen. Yep. Um And you know, you'll have conversations in like really random places because everyone else is sleeping. So you like you'll be in the pantry, um, <laughs> or you'll be like in your in your in your parents' cupboard, like yeah, talking to your grand. So yeah. That's um, so much some, stress. So, just, just a few of the experiences of yeah. first-gen kids.
1: And if you've got any more, feel free to share them. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, today was a sort of Mother Day kind of special. Special uh, edition. Special <laughs> edition, yeah. Mama. And we were just saying that, yeah, all our conflict with our parents, ultimately, we love them. Yeah. And yeah, it's just normal to, you know...
0: If you're going through these these funny things in your life, I, don't worry. Like, we're all going through, through it them. as well. Yeah. And, you know, we we should ask the question, like, why? Why do these things happen? And yeah. and really, it boils down to good intentions just, from our parents. Um, they probably sacrificed a lot yeah. for you. Um, and we just want to remind you of that yeah. if you're feeling frustrated so you did, yeah. about some things so maybe that are ha- happening.
1: Yeah, quick roundtable um, about maybe something that you really admire about your mum. Yeah. So, for me, it's about... She came from a really difficult situation and is just a really strong, resilient woman. So mm. I really admire that about my mom.
2: Yeah. And with me, what I admire about my mom would be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Hope your mom's not listening. I think she's not. But <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom is always happy. You know, she's yeah. always um even though the situation is bad or crazy mm. she's always positive yeah. i don't know if it's wrong if she's too positive <laughs> but let's just say it's a really good thing it's it's so, an un- admirable quality yeah. Yeah. yeah um i think with my
0: mom oh gosh there's so many things i could say um and it makes me feel like i already feel emotional just speaking about my mom because i love her so much um don't cry. she <laughs> the waterworks are happening here um she's just very very hard working um and she 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 just strives so hard in yeah. everything she does. She sacrificed a lot for our family. And I, you know, as well, as you know, we all want the best in, in life and, you know, make, making our own choices. But it does bring a lot of joy when you can make your your parents happy so with That's that true. I just want to say mom I love you, um, Thank you and I love you dad and I love my family yeah um, big shout out big you know big respect to all the mums and dads out there who have sacrificed yeah. a lot especially um, migrant parents who have That's you know basically true. left everything they've known um, to to go to another pl- another country looking for a better future for their kids yeah um, really
2: we we respect that we really do
0: definitely
2: it's definitely all about the kids <laughs> <laughs> and you know be a parent i think is really not not easy we don't
0: know yeah we don't know until i don't want to know imagine, what, <laughs> yeah, imagine imagine what we're gonna be like when we're parents we're, we're you know talking about all this.
2: and that was another episode brought to you by life in color feel free to join our conversation share your personal stories and like our facebook page life in color and follow us on twitter at its life in color show or tune in to us every Saturday, 1 p.m. only at Sin 90.7.